Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Close. Close. We're half right. I still got to talk to my voice guy, Jeremy. I, will you send me like a reminder to uh, yeah. remind my voice guy to recut the open so I have it for when you're actually here? Jeremy Bennett on the show today. Hey, yeah, let me put a calendar reminder for tomorrow morning to SP, do it. SP3 has got some UK things going on in the UK. Couldn't join us for the uh, for the raw recap show that we t- traditionally have here on Tuesday mornings. We do welcome you in to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Last night on Raw Ladies Night, you had six women in the main event just absolutely killing it. A lot of good things happening on Monday Night Raw surrounding the women's division centered around with Becky Lynch, who cut an amazing promo last night on Asuka. She's going to absolutely crush this downward spiral, crazy Becky Lynch role that she's about to embark on. I have no doubt about that. Asuka back in the main event last night, looking crisp, looking clean. She had some great double team moves with Liv Morgan last night. Liv Morgan picking up a big win, but I ask you, what is this all leading to? What is it all leading to? We got to dive into that, but there is Plenty to be excited about if you're a fan of women's wrestling on Monday Night Raw, including, oh my God, prayers be answered. Maybe a new tag team on the horizon for the women's division. Holy shit balls. I was way more excited about this than than I really should have been because I was so down after watching a certain segment last night. That's just a little nugget there. Well, if you missed what I'm talking about, we will dive into that. Damian Priest, Jeremy, has been barred from ringside this Sunday at Backlash. I have a feeling that could lead uh, to something. And Mustafa Ali losing his first match since returning already. I know that ticked a bunch of people off. I'll ask you if you are as equally upset. And we had another notable talent request their release from NXT after a series of cuts. We have a lot. A lot to get into uh, today, Jeremy, here on the show. Uh, you know, overall thoughts, opinions, a lot that we got to dive into. today. Uh, after a uh, wet fart ending of SmackDown, they really rebounded well with Raw on Monday. I thought it was overall a good show. And even the worst segment, hey, at least it's got two guys. It's got guys that are entertaining like R-Truth because you, know you know what the worst segment is every week is the 24-7 segment. Yeah. But... At least our truth is entertaining and makes it as as uh, funny as possible, so to the speak. Squire. The Squire. The Squire. R Truth. You know, if this entire like I think what they should do, right, with our truth is if they could keep it up, come up with fifty-two different jobs, right? From here <laughs> on out. Come up with fifty-two different jobs that he can have every single week until it leads up to WrestleMania next year where he finally earns his Hall of Fame card. Like, that's honestly what they should do with R-Truth over the next year. Joel Pearl at at Fightful nailed it. He said uh, Truth's going to be a divorce attorney. He nailed it. He nailed it about an hour before it happened, and uh, props to him on that. Yes, but that segment tonight, or the... the, uh, Everything surrounding the 24-7 championship on Monday night made me very, very depressed. And then WWE pulling the dumb and dumber just when I thought they couldn't get any dumber. They go and totally redeem themselves. We'll dive into that uh, here coming up in a little bit. But first things first, got us 
thank our partners over at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, even next season's futures. Don't forget, Major League Baseball is back as well. Hey, the Reds didn't lose on Monday, but they didn't play either. Whoa. Who are you picking to win uh, the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It is super easy to get started, so head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join or, uh, excuse me, and use our promo code while you're there. That is Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Jeremy, I mentioned Vegas. I was able to bet last week. I was in Denver, Colorado for Deftones, a tremendous show a week ago on Monday. I was able to throw, I was able to bet on sports. It felt so good. Hopefully Nebraska wakes up eventually. Yeah, Ohio's got another year before we'll be able to do it legally, but all I have to do is drive uh, 15 minutes west and I'm in Indiana. Hour for me, hour for me to Iowa. Yeah, but we did legalize gambling, so we have a casino being built. So in time, in in time. It's all good. Everybody will eventually get there. Oh, yeah. I, mean, uh, I did mention Vegas, by the way. I yeah. need you guys who are watching to to keep an eye on my Twitter feed today at Rick Uchino, okay? Because maybe around 11 a.m. noonish. All right, Ooh. I'm gonna send out a tweet with with this graphic on it. Ooh. All right, Ooh. this this shiny bright green graphic with a bunch of money in the bank logos <laughs> all over it. A nice little ladder. Vegas, there baby, Vegas. If you're going to be in the Vegas area, say around July 2nd uh, this summer. Good time to go you there. You can get yourself there. All right, we'll get you in the door. We're giving away two tickets. WWE money in the bank july 2nd in las vegas at allegiant stadium if you've never been it's a hell of a venue uh was there for SummerSlam last year it is awesome you will see me tweet this out and it is very easy to register you will retweet said tweet you will subscribe to the believe in pro wrestling youtube channel and you will follow myself sp3 and J jeremy here and we will that's it that's it we will get you registered to win two tickets to money in the bank that we will be giving away on june second one month so if you win you get plenty of time to set up your trip to las vegas get in there for the show you get yourselves there we will get you in the door it is that simple so make sure uh to keep an eye out on my twitter feed today for that and uh, we appreciate you guys uh for subscribing by the way if you're already subscribed to the youtube channel if you already follow all three of us all you got to do is retweet the red register that's it it's not a newcomer thing. It's if you've subscribed, you are automatically, for the most part, pre-registered to win all of our giveaways here because we're that awesome of people. It's not like the cell part. phone company. We love everybody that loves us. Hell yeah. We want to keep you in the door, right? So as long as you're subscribed, whatever giveaways that we do, you are you are registered. You are pre-registered. And then all you got to do is find my tweet, retweet it, and you're good to go. Then you get to watch Cody Rhodes walk up that uh climb up that ladder and, and grab the briefcase in july and it'll be a, a, an epic moment that would be my guess as well and chances are he'll probably have seth rollins trapped between a ladder or something like that and he'll be able to look down on him wave and grab that briefcase at least that's how i would book things but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves first things first we have wrestlemania backlash uh this weekend and wwe already did a very 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 head scratching uh decision when they decided to scrap the biggest match that they had built for this and give us a six-man tag instead but i want to focus first on another six-person tag that we saw last night a very good main event that saw bianca belair Liv Morgan and a returning Asuka defeat Becky Lynch, Sonya Deville, 
and Rhea Ripley uh, in the main event. Liv Morgan getting the big win. Pin Sonya Deville. I have no problem with that. Liv needed a huge win. Keeps Rhea protected a little bit. Keeps both Becky and Asuka protected a little bit uh, as they are going to be feuding with one another. I don't think, I don't think, think that Sonya Deville is going to be getting another world title shot anytime soon unless she you know kind of weasels her way into it uh, maybe they could do something with Adam Pierce where she says hey look I'll put my job on the line if you give me another shot at the championship now that could be something that they could do because obviously they are steering more and more towards bringing her back as a full-time competitor which I am all for I believe it, her run is a as yeah a it seemed like her job was already on the line because she she didn't have that job on Monday at all so Right. So um, it seems to be that's the direction that they're going. It's clear that they are going the direction of Oscar uh, and Becky Lynch loved everything that they did last night. Oscar looked very clean in the ring. Love Becky Lynch's promo. And then, of course, we're also leading to something between Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. But I found it very, very interesting that this is the go home show last night, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And the main event featured six women, three different feuds. And none of them are on the pay-per-view this weekend. Or excuse me, the premium live event. In yeah. a bubble, I have no issue with this. The women should have made evented last night. It was the biggest thing that happened on yeah. the show. Yeah. And they killed it. They crushed mm -hmm. it. No problem with anything that they did last night. I just find the decision, as a lot of decisions with WrestleMania Backlash, very, very uh, confusing, shall we say. Depending on what you do with Becky Lynch, uh, if you have her going on a losing streak and just going completely out of control... You could put Asuka and Becky in on Sunday, though you just brought Asuka back last week. She looked tremendous in the ring on Monday night. So that is a that is the most likely match of everything that you could do. Of course, you got Liv and Rhea. Um, they really didn't uh, follow up on that as much as they did last week with Liv attacking Rhea. So I don't know. She did cut a promo. All right. Yeah, she, she did cut the promo. And then for the most part, you know, they kept them separated, which is one they of the did. things that I liked about the the triple threat or excuse me, the triple threat, the uh, six woman tag match last night yeah. is that you got little glimpses. You got little teases of. Why they booked that match incredibly well to yeah. not have too much Becky versus Oscar or too much live versus Rhea before those matches eventually go down. Yeah, and you know Vince, he I mean I'm amazed that there's six matches on this card. You know, Vince's track record lately is there's been one or two matches going into the last week before the pay-per-view. So I'm amazed that there are six matches right now. Um, but yeah, you could easily add two and add a kickoff show match and make it nine altogether. And uh, you could put both women in there. You could uh you could put Oscar and, and Becky, you could do Rhea and Liv. Um, if they want to stretch out this whole thing with Oscar and Becky, then maybe you push it into uh, June. What do we know? What June's pay per view is? Oh, uh, oh it's, yeah. it's Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it's Hell in a Cell <clears throat> in June uh, in Chicago. Because when yeah. I think you know Hell and Hot Summer, I think Illinois. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know, it, it it is what it is. This seems like something that was tailor made for like Phoenix, right? Like out in the middle of the desert. But uh, you know, I that's Valley, California. They got a uh, yeah, anything going on Valley. there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I don't I still I don't know why Hell in a Cell is unless you're gonna put Halloween Havoc on the main on the main card and put it on in October. Hell in a Cell is perfect for October. I don't know yeah. why uh, all of this changed. Maybe because it was too close to TLC, that yeah. made a ton of sense to me. But they didn't do TLC last year, so no. they got day know. one now. So what's the issue? Yeah, but day one was uh, things, man, confusing things. 
day one was a circumstantial thing because January 1st just fell on that day. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, that's not always going to be the case. So I don't think they're always going to do a day one. I mean, if they are, I mean, are they going to do a day one on a Tuesday and a Wednesday? No, they probably won't. So, well, uh, that's the beauty thing because it falls on a, on a holiday. So, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. They play, they play your new year, six bowls on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Saturday. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. They can have the pay-per-view anyway. We we are you kidding me? We get random Saudi pay-per-views on Thursday afternoons. Yeah. Well, this year they got an easy choice because it's a Sunday. So that it's easy this year. So you uh, you yeah. may not you may not get TLC this year. Yeah, so. The the problem that you run into is what happens when New Year's Day falls on a Monday or say a Friday. You know, how yeah. do you how do you go about doing those? Do you just bump it off into the next day? Or do you do day 365 or you know what I'm saying? Like, or do you just, or do you just uh, shelve it until it comes back around again on a weekend? Yeah. I mean, we, you did have those reports, right. That they wanted it to be one of their big premium live events, which seems really, really weird to have like one of your big marquee shows right ahead of two of your other big marquee shows. So it's like, I, I I don't know. But then again, one of the things we're going to talk about here coming up soon is, you know, I kind of feel like all of their pay-per-views should be a big <laughs> effing deal. Yeah. All right. But that's, that's something we'll dive into. Yeah, I, so I don't know if it's a one-off or not, to be honest with you. I don't know what their intention is with that. Uh, I think that WWE sees the potential uh, in the fact that there's really not a whole lot going on on New Year's Day and they can kind of own the primetime market mm-hmm. because you're going to have a couple of, you know, for those people who don't watch football, a lot of people watch football, but there's not as much competition on New Year's Day. So you can run a premium live event event on Peacock yeah, and, and bring in an audience and have that be an annual like holiday type event. I totally yeah. understand their thinking behind that. Um, again, my question is what happens when New Year's Day falls on a Monday or falls on a Friday? Or in- how about a Wednesday? <laughs> oh, I think that's very easy what they do in that situation. They're putting yeah. it on pay-per-view on and, and calling it uh, a day. Say, let's go. That's going to be the very, very intriguing thing here. But as far as the ladies are concerned, um, so I'm not, I can look at this. I can look at this two different ways. I could say this is very, very confusing, but I could also look at this and say, okay, since they're not on the pay-per-view, let's go ahead and give them this spotlight in the main event on Monday night raw. So I can kind of understand everything, but I think at the very least, at the very least, I think you need to put Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley on the card this weekend. And they very well may have, by the way, because we record this yeah. immediately after Raw is over. I'm checking Twitter to see if, if they add anything. There's a decent chance that they might add this uh, by the time this comes out at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, but, you know, you look at the card and to me, man, it just seems like like there's something missing. It, it just seems like there's you got six matches. It's half and a half to me. Yeah, I mean, the, there's matches that I'm interested in, and there's 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 some, but there's some issues with it as well. So let's let's go ahead and dive into yeah. that. Like 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 like. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. It's all right. You'll get you'll get your you'll get your your feet underneath you there, Jeremy. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just no, I was just gonna say like the build to Charlotte and Ronda has been trash, but it like in the frame of an I Quit match, it's gonna be a good match. It's just the build has not been interesting at all. Half the time Rhonda's on the mic, she doesn't act like it she doesn't act like she wants to be there. Uh, you know, and, and but yet the match and the frame of the stipulation, I think itself is all gonna be fine. It's just the build has been trash. 
and, and two other matches. You know, I, I mean, I like Bad Cap Moss, but I don't think him and Happy Corbin. I mean, it'll probably be a good match, but not not everybody's excited for it. Lashley and Omos, not I don't know too many people excited for that either. The rest of the card, yeah, yeah it's gonna be uh, gonna be some killer matches, and and there's some good excitement towards it. So, I look, I wouldn't say that Ronda and Charlotte has been total butt but it has fallen flat Uh, and it has fallen flat for a lot of people. Now, granted, Rhonda still gets a hell of a reaction from the live crowds when she is there. Um, But yeah, there, there is just something about this entire build between Rhonda and Charlotte that has just been off. And I think it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what it is or, or what's going wrong. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I have always said that I think Rhonda does better work, a natural better work when she's just allowed to be a total badass. Whether yeah. that is babyface or heel, just let Ronda Rousey be Ronda Rousey. And they're doing the same thing right now with Raquel Rodriguez, where she's supposed to be this intimidating badass, and they got her playing like the hot Latina. I'm going to smile and come down, and then I'm going to kick your ass roll. And it it's almost like it doesn't kind of mesh very well. It's It's kind of like, mixed signals and and Raquel's beautiful obviously but I don't think you have to lean into that the way that they, I think they're trying to lean into and it's like they're telling they're telling Ronda all oh, you need to smile and and you know high five the kids and this that and the other thing that's fine but if Ronda's pissed off about something don't have her go smiling down to the ring and then oh. you know do the whole oh, mean mug thing like yeah let take the handcuffs off let Ronda Rousey be Ronda Rousey and I think this would be a lot better because I think she's just comfortable and less is more right yeah like less is more with with ronda and, um, and maybe it's not maybe it's not the fact that she doesn't want to be there maybe it's the fact that she's being coached too much and just is not handling being coached step by step like this because there are times that she talks on the mic and it's so quiet you can't hear what she's saying that's true act like it did it, it, it almost sounds like she's acting like she's not interested but maybe she's trying to focus on the 80 directives that were given her to her, you know? So yeah. I don't know. And yeah, and she could be p- getting pulled a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Who knows how things are actually going down, but something is off about that. And then you look at the rest of the card. Look, I don't have a problem with, with happy Corbin and Madcap Moss being, no, Madcap, Madcap has had a hell of a year. If you watch his matches, especially with Drew McIntyre, he's had good match after good match. I almost, uh, I'm almost going to compare him in terms of consistency sake to Sheamus of a guy that just does, has a, has a good match consistently. And Madcap Moss has surprised me with that this year. Yeah. And look, he, he's getting better and better. Please for the love of God, change his ring attire. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my God, when a Dickies onesie as Pat McAfee would say is a marketed improvement over what you typically wear down to the ring. That's yeah. a problem all right he's it made sense for the suspender well suspenders never make sense in a wrestling ring because it's a freaking health hazard but uh it made sense from a heelistic standpoint for the short annoying ass short shorts and the suspenders and he's a baby face now all right let's 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 get something with a little bit more of madcap's actual personality please no problem with that being on the card though all right i think the issue here is even the marquee matchups We've seen them. We just saw them a month ago. We got Cody and Seth. Great. I thought their promo exchange went to another level with with Seth kind of really taking things personally and attacking Cody's father um, and telling, you know, basically saying you're going to be as big of a disappointment as he was because you're just not as good. Same as he was. I thought all of that was really, really great. 
And yeah, this was a perfect night to acknowledge that we should be appreciating Seth Rollins a little bit more because he is damn good at what he does. Uh, Edge and AJ Styles, as much as this has taken a new turn with Damian Priest, and we'll get into that coming up here, that is also a rematch. Uh, Lashley and Omos, I don't know if this was a match that a lot of people were excited for outside of the optics of it because Omos makes Bobby Lashley look like a teenager, which is ridiculous. But I don't know if this is a match that we needed again, even with the the wrinkle of, of MVP now being in Omos's corner. I think a lot of people are expecting like 50-50 booking. I think people are expecting Omos to win. I think maybe people are expecting AJ Styles to win, but again, not necessarily. I think everybody thinks Ronda Rousey is going to win and maybe even Seth Rollins wins. So it's like, what is this really accomplishing in the grand scheme of things? You don't have that many matches. Mm-hmm. And the one match, right? The one match that you had that everybody was on board with, everybody was intrigued with, everybody was anxious for that could have headlined and main evented this pay-per-view. No problem. No questions asked. You scrapped last week to make it a six-man tag match because part of the reason, and SP3 and I didn't get into this in our live stream yesterday, part of the reason is WWE didn't feel that WrestleMania Backlash was a big enough event for Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. So here's my question. Number one here on the five count. Shouldn't WWE be going out of their way to make WrestleMania Backlash a, a bigger deal? like? Yeah, you, you, it's not a big enough show. OK, we'll make it a big enough show, right? Yeah. Yeah. The issue is too many rematches and just do what they used to do with Backlash, have WrestleMania repercussions. But those WrestleMania repercussions back in the day would always lead to new and fresh matches. Yes, you could have one, two at most WrestleMania rematches on a Backlash card back in the day but it was more about the repercussions coming out of it and it led to new feuds. And that is what we are not doing here. Now, my theory on the six man is part of that. At the same time, they didn't need to start Drew McIntyre and Roman right now either. They could have waited until after this pay-per-view. But I think, I think Randy Orton had some veto power. I think the Usos were going to win. And I think Randy, and they were going to break up RKO and Randy Orton put a veto to it. I think that was the original plan, and that also kind of sped up Drew McIntyre getting involved with this whole situation. I think that's the story not being told, is I think Randy might have vetoed the breakup because they're so hot right now, and he's having one of the best times of his career. Well, I I know for a fact, I can't remember which interview, maybe it was with Ryan Satin, maybe it was with somebody else, but he has said openly, that he's kind of been able to put the kibosh on RK bro getting split up before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. What I think this is, and, and SP three uh, agrees with me is here. WWE didn't know what the hell they wanted to do coming out of WrestleMania. They which could, is, they could easily put drew and Sammy in the cage on the pay-per-view because that's been a good feud and they could easily put that on the pay-per-view and people would have looked forward to it. But no, you, what you could have done right out of the gate, because I don't necessarily agree with you that Sammy and Drew has been a good feud. They've been doing good work, but they've been doing the same thing week in and week out until Drew beat him in the cage match. So if that was the direction you were going to go, okay, yeah, fine. You could have maybe elongated it another week or waited one more week to start it, right? Like you didn't necessarily need to start Drew and Sammy on the SmackDown after WrestleMania. You could have opened something else up, delay it a week, and then put that match on the card. The problem is, I don't think they knew what they wanted to do with Roman and the WWE Universal Championships coming out of WrestleMania. 
They I, knew they didn't have a clear-cut opponent ready to go, so they kept delaying and delaying and delaying. I know and what happened. And all of a sudden, ticket sales for Backlash weren't very good. Mm. And they're like, oh, crap, we got to get Roman on this card. And now, all of a sudden, they're like sacrificing the one match that everybody was really intrigued with. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. WWE was not prepared for Tyson Fury to announce his retirement for boxing. Now that opens him up to a whole new commitment. I bet you... Drew beats Roman inside Hell in a Cell in June, and then it clashed at the castle. It's Drew and Tyson Fury for the title. I don't think Drew and Tyson needs the championship. No, it doesn't. Because I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet Tyson will probably win that match, and I'm not saying that he should uh, win that match, but I'm willing to bet more often than not they tend to put the celebrities over, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's just weird that he's got that. He's going to have more of a commitment now, so it makes me wonder if he's going to be with WWE a lot more than expected at first and then possibly. And the same could be for, for Logan Paul uh, as well down the line. But like, I I don't think those two things coincide. Right. I, I, I think this was definitely a lack of direction to go with Roman Reigns because we saw it. That remember that whole angle with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. yeah, You could have had, you you could have had that at backlash. You could have had that at backlash. If you want exactly, if you, if you thought, Oh, this isn't, good enough to put this on backlash you could have done you could have had roman and nakamura in a match and it would have been a good match and people would have been cheering for shinsuke nakamura instead you you had him go by the wayside he got double super kicked and we've only seen him like once since uh in the lumberjack match so i don't know what happened there but clearly they have not had a set direction and i don't think they were ever sold on unifying the tag team belts as well just like i still don't think they're sold on unifying the wwe and universal championships no no because i think drew's gonna take the uh the universal title from roman and then cody's gonna take the wwe title from him with money in the bank and i think roman's gonna have a downfall for most of 2022 after that and then have some sort of uh you know comeback you know story in 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 the following year i think they're gonna have i think they're gonna do it that way because cody is clearly raw and Drew is on SmackDown. So I think they're not going to unify the titles. And it's just they're going to slowly chip away at Roman. And he's going to go into that two-match losing streak and end up with no titles. But going back to the question here, right? Like, I, I don't like the idea of saying, hey, look, we know this is a premium live event. We know we're asking our subscribers, right, to pay money to watch this event. And then we, we're asking people to come and shell out a ton of money to come out and watch this event. I don't like the idea of punting said event by booking four rematches, booking two other lower card matches on it. And that, well, yeah. I'm sorry, the six man tag is not a lower card match, but yes, Corbin and Madcap is no disrespect to those guys, but booking two new matches, giving us four WrestleMania rematches and then calling it a pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't like that mindset. Yeah. You had, you had live so- event. Every single one of them should be spent. You have enough talent. You have more than enough talent. You don't need to book Roman Reigns on this card. Did you really need to wait three weeks to bring Becky Lynch back to start up something with Asuka? She was on, even if she took a couple weeks off, she was on the the live tours over the weekend. Mm. She was wrestling two or three weeks before you even brought her back to TV. You could have done something with her. For the love of God, you could be doing something with Alexa Bliss right now. You (laughs) could have extended out Bianca and Sonya to the pay-per-view. Was there any reason why you had to have that match on a Monday Night Raw? Or even the way that they went down, you could have booked the rematch. It just seems like they're not... It's Again, it's like they're punting this event. Even though it's going to be good, the matches are going to be good. 
there should have only been two rematches. There should have been Bobby Lashley and Omos just because of the MVP turn and Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins because Seth made a good point. He didn't expect Cody at WrestleMania, so they get the rematch. Those two should have happened. Ronda should have won the title at WrestleMania. Correct. I don't know why she didn't. Yeah. Uh, and they should have fast-tracked Balor helping AJ, the two former Bullet Club leaders. They should have made that a tag match at WrestleMania Backlash with Edge and Priest. And again, I think that comes down to planning that they didn't have any clue what they wanted to do well, with it, Finn Balor because I think his United States title reign was pretty <clears> much <throat> damn clear of that, that they had no clue what they were doing. He wasn't. He lost like three times WrestleMania week, wasn't on that card at all, lost the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's the only time he really made an appearance. And then a week after, he's dropping his belt to, to excuse me, Theory. And then, yeah, now it's like, oh, well, hey, here's two former Bullet Club members. The Bullet Club was everywhere this week. Let's go ahead and throw those guys yeah, on. Yeah, and so. Sean Ross Sapp said it right before Raw. The only thing in the preview was the bloodline showing up, and that's all they had. So this, 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 that totally says Vince put this together all last minute tonight, you know, and, uh, and as here's he the thing. It was a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he shit out a good one. Like, Seriously, there was a lot to like. Like things actually yeah. happened. Storylines yeah. actually progressed, including Half as the time. we said, Finn Balor and 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 AJ Styles kind of reuniting here, two former Bullet Club leaders. Again, the weekend after uh, the Monday after a weekend where the Bullet Club was making headlines all over the place. Yeah, right. So we, we, I don't know if somebody took that to Vince and said, "Hey, look, this would be a really cool idea to do it." He just said, "Screw it, let's go." We ain't doing anything with Finn Balor anyway. Yeah, they could have been way of, ahead of the curve there, but they, they yes, weren't. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Mr. Finn Balor is interesting again because I yep. think a lot of us were worried about his position on the card and what he was going to be doing following that United States Championship run, which was clearly just transitioned to get it on theory. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, I'm intrigued. And I'm also intrigued by the finish of this match that we saw last night. It was AJ Styles against Damian Priest. If AJ Styles won, Priest was barred from ringside against this rematch against Edge at Backlash. And that's exactly what happened. A quick roll up there, allowing AJ Styles to pick up the win. He gets ambushed. Then Balor comes down and makes the save. And the former Bullet Club leaders are standing tall. But is it possible here? Because remember what we saw at WrestleMania. AJ Styles lost because he did not know that Damian Priest was going to be showing up. Enough of a distraction to allow Edge to, to hit the spear off of the phenomenal forearm and pick up the win. So Damian Priest is barred from ringside, but that may mean we see another member of Judgment Day show up and pull a deja vu on Mr. AJ Styles. Are you buying that? Do you think I'm buying Priest, this? Do you think with Damian Priest barred from ringside on Sunday, we see a new member of Judgment Day debut at Backlash? Yeah, and his name is not the expected Tomasa Champa. And her name is not the expected Rhea Ripley. It's going to be Finn Balor turning wow. on AJ Styles. You stole my thunder, you son of a bitch. That's exactly where I was no, going. I, I, I felt it as soon as they did it because uh, Vince ain't going to run long term with a Bullet Club storyline because he didn't create the Bullet Club. Correct. This is a thing to appease us for one night. And yep. then Balor's going to screw him on Sunday. This This is... This is Triple H and Shawn Michaels reigniting DX like yeah. all over again, just with a week before the crotch chop and the low blow, right? Yep, like that's, yep. that's exactly yeah. what this is going to be. It's going to be this nice idea. The internet's going to lose their minds. Oh my God, could you imagine they put Finn and AJ together in a tag team and people are going to be running wild with that? And then all of a sudden, 
It's going to come down to WrestleMania backlash on Sunday. And, and Finn Balor is going to be, uh, you know, setting up for a win. Maybe Damian Priest gets involved, even though he's barred from ringside somehow. The referee gets knocked down. Oh, here comes Finn Balor to make the save. Or does he? Yep. No, he does not. Because he's going to do that damn sneak uh, Pele kick and just knock AJ Styles unconscious. And the Prince will be standing side by side. Damian Priest and Edge on Sunday. I'm yeah, because I think the only 50-50 booking that's going to go on is Ronda wins the title and Omos wins. I think I think Cody beats Seth, and uh, I think uh, Edge and I think Edge beats AJ. I am. By the way, sign me up for this. Right, if it's not going to be Champa, which it yeah. does look like they have something for well, him. Hell, they don't even up. know what they're doing with Champa. He played we'll a baby. Fa- we'll he played get a baby there. face tonight. Look at the rundown. We'll get there. Damn it. I don't um, have the rundown in front of me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You're, I got to get you logged into this. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> but so regardless, they got something cooking with Tommaso Ciampa. They don't have anything going on with Finn Balor. And if no, man. Not, him and that group would be so good. Right. It would be it would be something we haven't really seen out of him. It would be a lot of fun to have him run with uh, Edge and Damian. And I love the idea of a Damian Priest Finn Balor tag team. Like, and you, uh, yeah, you automatically got someone that can dethrone RK, bro. Yes, wholeheartedly. Big monster heel group. Look, I love the idea that after SummerSlam, when Cody Rhodes wins the WWE Championship, that it's Rhodes and Edge feuding over the WWE title. Mm-hmm. And then we could have Priest and Balor as a tag team champion, possibly Rhea Ripley feuding with Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Could you imagine a point sometime down the line, let's just say November, December? When Judgment Day has all the gold, you have a WWE champion in Edge, you have Raw Tag Team Champions and Damian Priest and Finn Balor and the Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley? It's Sign happen. me the F up. If it's that's not happen. the long-term story that they're trying to book right now, what are we even doing? And, and then and then December's pay-per-view, where did TLC go? It went bye-bye because de- December's pay-per-view is Judgment Day. <laughs> you could do that. You absolutely could do that. And by the way, I think you got to have like, don't give me this Raw v SmackDown crap again. It's their Survivor Series this summer. Give me a four. Give me like some. Give me one. Give me, give me Team McAfee against Team Graves. Graves gets back in the ring. Give me that one, but don't make the whole show. Don't make the whole show Raw versus SmackDown. I know exactly the elimination match that I'm booking. I don't know how it would work. Maybe you don't do an elimination match. All right. But you give me, I don't know how we get there, but for the love of God, could you imagine? We got time. Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley against Roman Reigns, Jimmy and Jey Uso, and Naomi. Babyface bloodline by the time November rolls around for for, uh, for Survivor Series. And that's exactly when you turn Roman is when he's lost his titles. Yes, exactly. And there's sympathy because he's vulnerable. And that's when you, because he's already getting cheers. He's already the top merch sailor as a heel. So he was reportedly over like the freaking Beatles in the UK on that, you know, overseas tour uh, this past week, which would have been an incredible atmosphere to actually broadcast live. But no, you had to record SmackDown in freaking dead ass Albany, New York instead. Head scratching. Well, it wasn't dead. You had recorded crowd noise. Head scratching decisions uh, by WWE. But the answer to this question, uh, yes, I am absolutely uh, buying it. Uh, at the top of the show, I said it was ladies' night last night. I'm really feeling it with the direction that WWE took one 
superstar in particular. Mm-hmm. I was very, very depressed, right, for like 10 minutes on Monday Night Raw because I looked at what they were doing with Nikki A.S.H., who is one of my favorite people on the planet. I yeah. truly believe that she is one of the most underappreciated and underrated superstars in all of WWE. Yeah. And they got her chasing the 24-7 championship, which is a uh, look. It's it's a comedy title. It's a comedy sketch. It's carried by Tazawa and R-Truth. And they're trying to make this thing with Reggie and Dana Brooke work. And they've already rushed it to divorce. And Reggie doesn't have a prenup. And I'm sure this is this is something for a lot of people. It ain't my shtick. All right. Like I I haven't there have been funny moments, but more often than not, I find myself tuning out for the 24-7 title scene. I'm sorry. I appreciate all the talent that's involved. And I'm sorry that this is all they have for you, but it is not for me, respectively. Yeah. So to see Nikki ASH, who, by the way, not even a year ago was the Raw Women's Champion defending that title against Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam and then dropped that damn belt. And now she's chasing around the 24-7 title. Like, I'm just sitting here and I'm going, what are we doing? What are we doing with her that she is in this position? And not only that, but she lost a 24-7 title match last night clean as a sheet off a swinging neckbreaker. I was so just like... I tweeted out earlier, I miss sanity. I, and look, I don't even miss sanity, Nikki, to be completely honest with you, because look, I just missed the group. <laughs> uh, OK, I missed the group, too. But like I, I hear people talk about all this. Like, can she just go back to being crazy? Nikki Cross? No, she can't because characters evolve. All right. I'm sorry. They're not going to say the same thing over and over and over again. You know what happens? You know what happens here? Because fans are so damn finic- finicky, right? They will say, God, I miss crazy Nikki A.S.H., but then they'll go, oh, Roman Reigns is getting stale, right? Because he's been doing the same thing for 600 days now. I've yet to say that because it's been the best storytelling WWE's done in the past 10 years. So, And and, and I'm generalizing, right? I'm generalizing. I'm not sitting here saying all fans are like that. And look, I, I think there is some validity to the argument that Roman Reigns, what they've been having him doing is get a little stale, but. That's an entirely separate issue. Oh, man. Asuka just tweeted the coolest thing if you're a Star Wars fan, so go check it out. Uh, okay. Anywho, so... Oh, it's hilarious. It, it is a, it's a money tweet by Asuka. All right, by dang it. Now I gotta go check. Asuka. Spell it right. Let's Asuka. see. Asuka. Uh, I am not a big Star Wars fan, so I cannot I name these okay. people, but it's a money tweet by Asuka. Oh, dude, come on. That's Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I know <laughs> that I is know. Qui-Gon Jinn. That is a very young Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that is Darth Maul. Darth right? Maul. Yeah, I knew I knew one Anywho. third. I knew one third of that. Yeah. Anywho. So you uh, and McGregor got a new uh, series coming out with uh, Obi-Wan here on Disney Plus. Anyway, they're not a sponsor, but I digress. That'd be great uh, if they were, though. Yes. So regardless, I said uh, I was I was depressed with with Nikki A.S.H. And then WWE yeah. did that dumb and dumber moment. Just when I think you couldn't stoop any lower, you do something like this and you totally redeem yourself. It is amazing what you can do with one quick little backstage segment because this is something that they teased weeks ago and I'm waiting for them to follow up on it and then they finally did it. We pan to a very sad, upset Nikki A.S.H. backstage and then all of a sudden here comes big badass dude drop who walks into the room and says, are you done playing around? Are you ready to get serious? Yeah. Just get yeah. in her face and says, let's go. And yeah, I, I jumped out of my freaking 
damn chair because I have been pounding on the table as an advocate. Look, if you were for the women's division and the women's tag team division, if you're going to start breaking up teams, you better have a damn plan to put some new ones together. And yeah. damn it, we're getting a team of Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Maybe not Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Maybe Nikki Cross and Piper Niven, which I think a lot of people would appreciate. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's got to be crazy Nikki Cross or anything like this. Maybe we're just getting a new evolution of both of these characters, which I would be totally for. I, I don't I don't buy that uh, Piper Niven's coming back as you look at everybody in their dog on NXT changing their names to where I have no idea who Kaylee Ray is right now. Uh, but anyways, that, that's, another, fire. that's a that's an argument I can uh, spew out tomorrow. But um yeah, I, I popped for that segment. I actually said to myself at the beginning of Raw, where's Dewdrop been? Uh, and so I, I I popped. I popped for that segment. I enjoyed it. I do think that's the end of ASH, which I'm fine with. It ran its course. It inspired a lot of children, but it really just didn't get over. She got, she got beat back. Honestly, she got... Oh, by the way, the question here is, uh, Dewdrop, Nikki, ASH, yes or hell yes? And I'm going with hell yes, obviously. Hell yes. Uh, hell yes. I, th- I think that... I think that Nikki was really handcuffed from the beginning, right? Because they did a lot of things to really kind of brush her back. The booking wasn't great. Yes, she won Money in the Bank. Yes, she won the Raw Women's Championship. And in a bubble, that's great. But she was losing matches as champion. Uh, You know, she was kind of like trying to prove herself that she belonged as a champion, which I think was a story that worked. But only if she beat Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam, which she did not. They did not have it. Look, they had a superhero gimmick ready to go in today's society of mcu loving freaks there are people out there who actually think the dc movies are good all right like this hey that's me shut up we love some of them are i batman was i the batman excuse me was all right screw batfleck but anyway like hey he's a good batman is he though anyway uh yeah that's like saying george clooney was a good batman but anyway he's better than Val kilmer let's just say that so you shut up about val i love val anyway so can't wait to see him reprise that role but anyway i digress right like wwe had a superhero gimmick ready to go had no merch ready no nothing no No shirts no face masks no action figures no nothing there's so many cool things that you can do with a superhero gimmick and they did none of them it wasn't until after i believe she dropped the raw women's championship that she even had a shirt out Yeah, she didn't even have one when she won the title which was ridiculous. Plus that the to me tells me that they weren't sure on this thing, but it's like, you got to give them the tools to succeed. And that she, was part of the problem. They weren't sure about this thing. And that's why when she debuted with that, half the people, half the fans are like, what the hell did they do to her? They were not impressed. The other half, the, the other well, part of the, the segment was like, well, let's give it a try. See where it goes. But the majority of people were like, what the hell is this? And I think it's because they did not plan it out fully. And I don't think they really understood the almost superhero shtick. I, I really think that kind of fell between the cracks. And a lot of that had to do with WWE having Nikki go out there and cut these generic, sometimes bad promos. And again, she did a good job with them, but it's like what, what they didn't know the kind of message because it wasn't yeah. their character. It was Nikki's character and they didn't let her run with it. At least that's my theory. Anyway, the other thing that they didn't do. This is a character that is catered to children. She should have been on hour one every damn night. I understand you want your Raw Women's Champion in the main event picture. I get it. But in this case, 
there's nothing wrong with kicking off the show and closing out hour one because much much of her audience yeah. is out by 9:30. Just look at her Instagram feed when that came out. All the drawings, all yes. the kids dressing up. There was so many of them. If you follow Nikki on Instagram, there were so many of them. That's another thing they did. WWE didn't capitalize on where they could have easily capitalized on it and made it huge. They just didn't. So now it's time to get a not as psychotic. Let's go in between badass and psychotic Nikki. Let's get it. Let's go that route with Piper and watch him roll over some people. Cause and, and here's the other thing you could call her. You don't have to call her Piper Niven. Like, no. I, don't think, I don't think Piper's a bad Not with Vince being on the kick that he's on right now. Yeah, just call her Piper. Yep. Piper's a hell of a lot better than Dewdrop. Yeah, I'll take the, that. What I love that they Dewdrop? just call her Viper, but they're not going to do that with Randy Orton on the same brand. Right? Uh, no, no, no. They're just not going to do that. No. Uh, rolling along with the uh, five count here. We saw Mustafa Ali show up again. Always nice to see him back on my television screen. Hell yeah. Uh, he got mixed up there with uh, with Theory and the Miss as he wanted to earn himself a, uh, a shot at the United States Championship. Ended up in a handicap match, championship contenders match, which he ended up losing. And I saw a lot of people losing their damn minds. Not only was his win last week stricken from the record books, according to uh, Theory and his mentor, Vince McMahon, but Mustafa Ali, or excuse me, Moost, uh, losing. Oh, please, uh, let's not Moost. make that a thing. No, here's the thing. I think Miz is doing him a favor on that because I still think there's too many people that are calling him Mustafa Ali. Oh, so yeah, by Mustafa. calling him Moost, I think they're doing him a favor where they go, oh, it's Moost, it's Mustafa. Good Mustafa. Point. Yes, Good I think Miz there. is doing him a favor on that Good, one. Good but point there. regardless, do you have an issue, Jeremy, with Mustafa Ali losing his losing well, match so quickly after his return? Now it's not 50-50 booking, I guess. My, my biggest pet peeve in WWE, and so it's not 50-50 booking. Let me tell you something. I'm okay with it for two simple facts. One, he was not going to beat Theory. Two, we get him and Ciampa sometime soon, and that's going to be damn good. So I am okay with it for now. Uh, he'll, he'll probably come back around. Uh, I'm liking Miz and Theory as a team. That's been really, they've been really good together. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't going to beat Theory anyways, so I'm fine with it. Move on to Ciampa. Here's the thing. Part of me, like, I, I think Theory is set for a, a long run as United States champion, but part of me wouldn't mind if it isn't so long because I think heel runs with the United States title tend to get a little bit boring because most of them take Austin Theory's approach of, I'm never going to defend the damn thing. Yeah. So they just come out there and they cut the same promo and they're always kind of ducking their opponents and they're all very, very cookie cutter, which is what I'm worried they're going to do with Austin Theory here. I got a theory for you. Ha! See what I did a there. A theory about Theory? Miz turns on theory, wins the U.S. title, becomes a babyface because people aren't going to cheer Logan Paul. No, so no. they're going to cheer Miz for skull crushing finaleing him at WrestleMania. So then you got Miz and Logan Paul at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. And Miz is the babyface here because, well, he, he turned on Logan Paul, which we all hate. I've always thought that Miz makes a good baby face. He makes a better heel, obviously, but oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't hate that. Honestly, I, I, I wouldn't hate that whatsoever. And it would be nice to like, well, we'll feed theory a couple of challengers while they're buddy, buddy. Then out of nowhere, school crushing finale matches on for, hmm. let's say money in the bank in July. 
Right. So hey, what? we're 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 giving away two tickets, by the way. Yeah, we are giving away two tickets. Want monitor my uh, my Twitter feed today uh, about 11 uh, a.m. or noon or so. You'll see the tweet. That is the official contest tweet. Make sure to retweet it and follow the instructions. It's going to look something uh, very similar to, to that. <laughs> Minus the banner here. I'll get rid of that. Boom. It's going to look something very similar to this. So make sure green that. like money. Yes. Hop on that uh, if and when that does uh, go down. But um. I don't have an issue with this in a bubble, but it is a little concerning that you're having him lose right now because the biggest issue that Mustafa Ali had is that he never won a damn match, right? He was constantly like booked to lose on his last run, and it seemed like nothing that he was doing was leading to anything. He never got to win the big one. Never forget, he was the one who had to look like a total dumbass uh. holding on to the briefcase as Brock Lesnar was walking down to the ring for money in the bank. All uh. right? Like, he never gets over. He's over with the fans. They're happy that he's back, at least the smart ones who know who he is. He's not he's getting that, overwhelmed. He's that good, po good pops and chance the last two weeks, which They're is not positive. Overwhelming, but they have, they have a chance to be. But the only way you're going to You can hear him on TV, though, at least. So. Yes, you can. But... Again, WWE tells you what matters on their program. So if Mustafa Ali continues to lose and lose and lose and lose, that's a downward slope, and all of a sudden people aren't going to care about Mustafa Ali anymore. And I'm concerned here that he's already lost to Miz Theory now, and here comes Ciampa around the corner. This is the better... He was supposed to lose originally to Miz last week. Imagine that happening and then us talking about Ali... I think yeah. this is better in the long run. I think he beats Ciampa when they fight, and then you could say he's beaten a former NXT champion. I, I, I just want to give a damn about that on the main roster. Not in creative, though. Yeah, not on creative, but uh, in the fans' eyes, it might mean something. And, yeah. and if he if he gets a win over Ciampa, that's going to be huge for the fans of Ali and the fans that, that pay attention to black and gold and, and know what that means. Uh, but I don't know. It's going to be a hell of a match regardless, but... I mean, what we got tonight is better than plan A when he was supposed to lose last week anyways. Then what do you do? Yeah, at least he was protecting the fact that it was a two-on-one handicap match. Theory got involved and he ran into a, a skull-crushing finale. So again, like I said, in a bubble, I'm not concerned yet, but I got to do the old cliche of let me see it play out first. Uh, because as, as excited as I am for Ali and Ciampa, the match itself, I'm not so sure that that's the best thing to do when you have two people you're trying to establish on the main roster at the same time. Two newbies to Monday Night Raw feuding with one another. I don't necessarily know uh, if that's the right direction to take. And real quick to uh, wrap up, uh, uh, the unofficial executive producer of uh, the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, who, by the way, will be joining us this Friday. Look at that picture. Hang on. Sean Rossap will be with us for the WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> Love that picture. The WrestleMania Backlash prediction show that'll be dropping this Friday at 7 a.m. Hopefully, we have more than six matches on the card. <laughs> Hopefully, some uh, more. That's more matches. than you normally get by this time. So, but uh, he, we've talked about him very, very often because he's the guy who's breaking. Uh, I, I'd say what about 75 percent of the wrestling news these days. Uh, and he's out there doing tremendous work. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. Broke, best broke one today. Yeah, broke one today. One today. And that is our last topic of conversation here. As apparently, Mr. Roderick Strong, I'm not surprised by this whatsoever. Anybody who could see the circumstances between this year and now, 
This is not a surprise. Apparently, he has requested his release from WWE, and apparently he has done this multiple times, and apparently he has been told no uh, multiple times. And the fact of the matter is he has still worked into creative plans with NXT. But, and the report doesn't say that they're using that as a crutch, right? They're not, it, that, Sean's report does not say that that's the reason for hanging on to him. But well, let's just let's just argue here for a second that that is their reasoning behind it, right? How can you justify hanging on to Roderick Strong when you just released Persia Parada and Dexter Loomis, who have been heavily involved in your creative plans on Tuesday nights? Oh, let's not forget. Uh, we had a storyline that was slowly brewing of a rift between Roderick Strong and Malcolm Bivens. Oh, wait, yes. they fired Malcolm Bivens. Uh, yeah, this, they're, they're basically holding on to him now so he does not join the Undisputed Elite. That's basically it. Pure that's, and simple. That, that's it. But here's the thing, right? If he's... And maybe that's why he, quote-unquote, has creative direction in NXT, but it's like... If, if, what direction if now? If, what has he done? What has he done in the past few months, really, that you know involved in creative direction he went over to nxt they're using him all right he's getting tv time but a guy who is just toiling away not happy in his position getting tv time and isn't really doing a whole lot for you if he's not really doing a whole lot for you you have no desire to bring him up to the main roster you have no desire and i'm not i don't know that they don't but let's just for argument's sake here let's go with how things look because that's all i can see you have no desire to bring him up to the main roster because he's done some dark matches and they haven't brought him up yet. He's not doing a whole lot. You took his title. You took his manager. You took all of his team. You let his wife go. All of his friends are killing it over an AEW. If the only reason that you're not letting him go is because afraid is you're afraid that he's going to be more valuable to AEW than he is to you. Like, that's not a reason to hang on to anybody, especially no. if Dave Meltzer's reports are true that you got another round of NXT cuts that are coming here soon, and this guy doesn't want to freaking be there. Let him go. I'm never down for anybody losing their job, but, man, I would rather it be Roddy, who has a clear-cut direction of where he's going to go if and when he's let go, and he doesn't want to be with the company. Yeah, and, and let's look at it this way. Us fans... Uh, the only people that are losing out here are Roddy and us fans because him going to AEW and joining the undisputed elite is not going to instantly give them 2 million viewers. It's no. going to be great for us because it adds to a great faction. Obviously the bucks are only going to be with red dragon and Adam Cole for a month or two. That's going to fade out really quick. This is not a long-term group though. It's a sweet t-shirt. It's not a long-term group. That's going to fade out as quickly as either Kenny Omega comes in or Hangman loses the title, and then Hangman joins the Young Bucks who turn babyface. So it's not going to move the needle in terms of AEW toppling WWE. So I don't know why WWE is holding on to him because it's not going to hurt them with him going over there. But at the same time, the only thing you were doing with Roddy on NXT, I'm not going to talk about UK, but just NXT period. The only thing you've done with him over the past three months is have him and Bivens have a slow burn to a big blow up. And then you fire Bivens, who is one of the best managers today in pro wrestling. So you blew that up. Now he could have some banger matches on the main roster. Finn Balor, Ricochet, Cesaro, or not Cesaro. Oh yeah, he could have had one with Cesaro. 
Uh, I, I saw he's him and come back. He's still a free agent. I saw him and Jay Lethal go 60 minutes in ROH. The man is one of the best peer wrestlers going today, but it ain't going to hurt WWE to let him go. But yet, I don't know why they're playing this game. I, I don't think there's really any justification for hanging on to him. I, yeah. I, I, I really don't. If you're especially, like I said, if Dave Meltzer wrestling observer is correct and they got more talent cuts that are coming soon. Most it, of them on the NXT side, you've got, you've got, you've got dozens upon dozens of replenished fresh talent that are going to be coming in off of these NIL deals. It's it, the NXT, a developmental brand. It's going to become a revolving door. It, Get used to this guys. It's and you said it yourself. Business. You said it yourself. Gave him a lot of looks on the main roster. Who else got a lot of looks on the main roster? Dakota Kai, Dakota. and she's no longer there. And you're right. They 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 put out an article today. An article came out today saying basically WWE is giving these NXT guys 90 days to improve. And if they don't feel like they're improving, they're going to cut them. That's exactly what happened to Harland. I don't know if that's what happened to Draco Anthony and Persia because I thought they were performing just fine in the ring. I thought Harland was great. I thought Persia was great. I thought yeah. Persia was great in the ring. I thought Persia was uh, great in character. I mean, I mean, I thought the, Draco had a lot of potential and looked good in his matches. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of a thing with Joe Gacy. Had a little bit of thing with Zion Quinn. Um, Harlan, we barely saw in the ring, so maybe that's why we barely saw him in the ring. But we did see Persia and Draco in the ring, so that, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it's saying if you're basically not improving within 90 days, you're out the door. So and that like, and that included some people that were signed in Vegas last summer that we never saw on TV. Correct. Yes. And again, those those were straight auditions, and you know that not necessarily people that had a wrestling background. Case in point, one of the ladies that had a wrestling background that was at that Vegas audition is Nikita Lyons, and she's killing it right now. Okay, <laughs> had a chance to talk to her right after she got signed. You could tell there was star potential. Right then and there, the and rocket, she's killing it. the rocket man, the 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 young men love her. She's she's good in the ring. She's got the the good the good the well. I, and I forgot what I was gonna say, but you, she's blessed. You know. She's blessed. Let's just say she that has a lot of skills. She's yes. got a lot going for her, and yeah. yes, she she has a very very bright future. No, she's but gonna get pushed to the moon. Start because I've seen a lot of people talk about, oh, well, they have to uproot their lives and go down to NXT and then they get cut after 90 days. That doesn't make a right. Or, you know, they're just cutting these people after so-and-so and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, guys, look, you have to look at it from a business standpoint. Yes, it sucks. <clears throat> all right. But people move for jobs all the time. All right. I've had offers to go to, to, to uproot and move and go to Cleveland and do radio in Cleveland. I've had offers to go to Kansas city. I've decided those weren't the best moves for me because I wanted to stay here in Cincinnati, right? I wanted to, and some of those moves, if I had, I made my life would have been completely different, but there was always that chance that I completely uproot my life. I move and then things don't work out and I'm let go after six months. And then I'm holding my hands in a new city going, well, what the hell am I going to do now? All right. That's just part of Growing up, that's part of you know trying to branch out and and, and make it is sometimes you're and, gonna have to uproot and, your life to make and, your dreams come true. And that's that's exactly why I never went to work for EA Sports like I could have, and I could have, but I was at a company for 15 years, and I couldn't take a six month risk, you know. And so exactly, I you know I I would love to, but I couldn't take that risk at the time. So and like, like seriously, like if WWE called me tomorrow, not that they're going to, but if they called me tomorrow and said, hey, look, we'd like you to come down. For an audition and then they offered me a developmental contract for something anything maybe broadcast related 
I would seriously consider it, but oh, yeah. like it would be a very difficult decision to make with no guarantees down, right? Because yeah. that is a major bet on yourself. <laughs> because I would have to give up a ten-year to- career that I have roots embedded here. But it's a decision that I would have to make, and ultimately, if I don't live up to their expectations, yeah. they would let me go, and they would have every right to do with it. So I yeah. don't have an issue with that at all. Yeah, Plus, I've got I've got friends that were down in NXT that are no longer there. You know, yes. So and yeah, that's that's part of the game. When this let is me tell you something though, with this with this nil, I'm sure a lot of those younger guys that they signed probably got that heads up that hey, we need to see marketed performance from here to here i don't think this is a blind side to some of these people i think they were probably told up front this is gonna be a quick sink or swim chance for you and if you don't make it you're not gonna be here much longer i, I think i don't think they're being blindsided with this 90 day thing that just came out no and here's the thing you got to start looking at nxt as much as you don't want to as much as we all love the old black and gold brand this is a strictly developmental brand you and look at what be- every sports team does every year at the that- beginning of the season. They cut. Down. You have to look at it like minor league baseball. Yep. That is exactly how you have to look at NXT. Now, if you have prospects that aren't cutting it, guess what? They get cut or they get traded. I wish, a- I wish you could orchestrate trades between organizations because I would balance out <laughs> these rosters real damn quick. Yeah. And, and, you, quick. And, and nowadays you have so many opportunities in the Indies that are profitable nowadays. So yes. if you really want it, you could go, go out and take it and then come back. It, it, yeah. it, the getting door ain't go, always completely shut. Getting let go from WWE is not the end all be all anymore. All right. And again, if you have a crop of fresh talent and it's a developmental brand, which NXT 2.0 is, if Roderick strong is not in your future plans, if you don't want him on the main roster and he doesn't want to be there, let him go. You cannot you. justify hanging on to him. You just I guarantee can't. you he's one of the highest earners in NXT. Probably. And Been there John, forever. And John Laurinaitis said budget cuts were the main reason why we let some of these kids go. And uh, yeah, Roddy's probably making some of the most money out of anybody in there right now. So that's kind of a BS excuse. too. If you're making cuts and there's a guy who doesn't want to be there, I would much rather you let him go than get rid of somebody who does want to be there. We appreciate you guys listening to all 62 minutes of this half hour podcast as Jeremy and I break down <laughs> uh, everything that I don't think it's ever been a half hour, hour, has it? Uh, what? Say that again? I don't think it's ever been a half an hour, has it? No, it, it's not. That that was the goal initially. But, you know, when you have people on the show who like to talk, it adds on a little bit. But it's late. This will be out early in the morning. We appreciate you guys. Make sure to check out the Twitter feed at Ricky Chino. Follow him at JB Huskers. Help you get registered for those Money in the Bank tickets. Uh, All the info will be put out on my Twitter page today around 11 or noon or so. We appreciate you guys listening. Jeremy and I will be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. to break down everything that happens with NXT. Spring breaking, baby. Oh, yeah. Spring breaking. Spring breaking. Spring breaking my nuts. finally spring in freaking Cincinnati, for crying out loud. They're doing previews for spring break. And it's like, it's 45 degrees outside. Don't give me no spring break. Yeah, it's been Seattle here. It's been 45 and rain for like three days straight. It's going to be raining tomorrow here in Cincinnati. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. You're it's probably getting, getting our rain. It's, already, our it's rain. also election day, which means I got a lot to do at work. So I'm going to go to sleep. You've been listening to the Believe in Person podcast brought to you by Ben. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.